Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and today I'm welcoming back Amy Langle to explore Psalm 27 with me. Amy, as you'll hear, as you might know, has a love for life that is infectious. She always has a story at the ready, which I love, and she always makes for a great conversation. I asked her if she had a fun fact And she shared that in her early 20s, she did an RV trip across the country from L.A. to New York and back. All this to say, a conversation with Amy is always a delight. She also leads our mom's group here at Granite Springs Church, which is another way she serves our community. And I'm sure, of course, that this episode will also be a gift. So here's Amy to get us started reading Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me and his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy, and I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amy, it gives me great joy to say this. Welcome back to Curious Psalms. Well, thank you for asking, Matt. I appreciate it. Earlier today, we were in conversation, probably right after I'd asked you about a fun fact. And I said, it's been too long. And you, quote, said, I think it was just right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. But you said yes when I came asking if you'd be back on the podcast. I know people will be, listeners will be thrilled. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you bet. You know, it's it's always out of my comfort zone, but I'm always honored to be asked and we'll, we'll say yes. I mean, it's it's something about being at Granite Springs that I will continue to learn. And it's it's been a process I have enjoyed. Well, and I love, uh, this is a little behind the scenes, as a staff right now, we are reading Kevin's book 150, Mm -hmm. which is about finding our story in the Psalms. 
But I think we are reading that largely at your request, yeah? Yeah, actually. My husband, Heath, who also attends Granite Springs, he has a really good friend, Kurt Grail, who turned us on to Granite Springs, he and his wife, Shelley. They used to go to Granite Springs and, and had to leave the area due to work, but they are the reason why we started. And they have projects along the way and they talk weekly. And their last assignment they gave each other was to go through and read the book of Psalms that, that, uh, pastor Kevin wrote the 150. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I was excited for them and curious and I had not read it and was looking forward to it. And I told pastor Kevin about it. And so here we are. Here we are. And we're just inundating you with Psalms now. It's, <laughs> it's a good, good thing to be inundated with, fortunately. Well, I do have to admit something. When you asked me to do this, we, had, you know, as a staff, we just started the book together. And I have not read uh-huh. Kevin's chapter on Psalm 27. I purposely did not read it because I wanted to answer the questions with my own mind and, and not not be kind yeah. of uh, swayed by by his view, which, you know, swayed by Kevin's rhetoric, I love <laughs> which, it. <laughs> which, which probably would have been much better if I did read it ahead of time. But anyhow, I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, I love that, Amy. That is exactly the spirit of these conversations. I mean, <laughs> it would be wonderful, I'm sure, for both of us to read and reflect on Kevin's chapter on Psalm 27. But one of the beautiful parts of getting to have these conversations is you hear everyone's the unique things that they kind of are attuned to in the Psalms in a special way. So I love that you're just bringing yourself. I so am. let's go ahead and dive in with our first question, okay. which is simply this. What stood out to you in reading this Psalm, Psalm 27? So I'll admit to you, well, to everybody that's listening, that I am, <laughs> am I'm new to the Psalms and I really hadn't yeah. paid much attention to the Psalm and you had brought to my attention that it's one of your favorites. And so... I I was looking forward to it and as I'm reading it it's the word fear comes to mind I, I feel like mm. it's about fear but but actually trying not to be fearful trying yeah. not to live your life fearful so many of us live our lives in fear and it's debilitating I mean certainly there are situations that you find yourself in that you have a good reason to be fearful right. but I feel like you know, those who live in fear day to day, it, that is so unhealthy. It's so unhealthy. And I, and I really believe that, that if, if those people turned to God, you know, and really embraced God and, and was in a place where God wants them to be living right by God, then I, I believe that fear can be taken away. Hmm. I know it's a lot easier said than done. For a lot of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, but I, I <laughs> sure. feel that way. That's, that's a beautiful thing, I think, to pick up. And I loved what you said, that sometimes there's good reason to be fearful. Sure. It seems in this psalm to me, like David has probably some good reasons to be fearful, especially when we're reading about enemies and foes and the yeah. wicked advancing against him to devour him, armies besieging. That's right. Like those seem to me... Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have things to be afraid of, those seem like pretty decent things to fear, right? <laughs> but he has kind of this I don't know, this he has a perspective, I think is maybe part of it that stood out to me. He has this orientation towards God. So that the beautiful verse four, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And he goes on 
I was I was just captured by that focus on God, but I was also I think I don't know, and I don't know how this felt to you, Amy, but I also had some relief that that didn't just take care of things. Does that make sense? Yes. Because later in the psalm, in verse 12, he doesn't necessarily return to fear. In fact, he's pretty confident throughout the psalm, but he returns to the things that are of concern. Mm -hmm. So in verse 12, he says, Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. I just appreciated that this psalm, it moves a little bit back and forth. And the focus on God, maybe to put it this way, the focus on God does not mean that he is ignorant of everything else that's happening Mm -hmm. around him. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. 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 Because I think sometimes there's a vision of this where you're insulating yourself from the world with a belief in God. And a belief in God kind of becomes a protective cocoon that then you just ignore what's going on outside that cocoon. Right. And that just doesn't seem to be the vision of what Psalm 27 gives us it is a vision of of orientation and centering around god and uh, his presence but it's also fully aware of the challenges of our life and that seemed really kind of a rich dynamic to me right right towards the end you know david has fear that god's going to turn away from him right he, he knows yeah that he, right he doesn't deserve to be in the place that he is but he hopes god will not be angry with him he'll forsake him he prays that god will receive him and I, yeah. I, I feel like that's what God wants from us. You know, he wants us to not, not that, not that, okay, you, you know, God's going to protect us. So you never have to be in fear. It's continue to live your life by God, continue yeah. to almost, you know, be fearful, knowing that you're asking him for, for forgiveness and all of that along the way. I mean, each one of us, right? Yeah. There's something, you know, this psalm doesn't doesn't particularly have this language in it, but elsewhere in the psalms we've seen the language, and in wisdom literature as well, about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, mm-hmm. and that there is a sense of, not that we have to be terrified of God, I think even David say, he says, and maybe we'll circle back to this a little bit, but even if my father and mother forsake me, you won't, God. There, There is confidence, but there is, I love what you're saying, that there's also a healthy recognition that we are not necessarily always deserving of God's best right. or we aren't entitled. Maybe there's a kind of an entitlement that we can carry sometimes. Yeah. And David doesn't seem to have really that sense of entitlement here, does he? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Well, I'm loving this conversation, Amy. Let's, let's ask our second question here and see kind of what comes up for us as we look at this. What do we learn about God from this psalm? Uh, the first thing that I think of when I look at that question is that God will protect us. God's yeah. going to protect us. You know, David is saying in the psalm that God will protect us. He's asking, may I dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek, seek him in his temple. He will be kept safe in the dwelling. You know, this to me is mm-hmm. a sense of belonging. He's asking to be part mm-hmm. of God's family. He wants to be protected by, he knows that he'll be protected in that relationship. And he wants to be protected yeah. in that relationship. You know, and and then he he then says that he, my head will be exalted above all enemies who surround me at a sacred tent, and I will sacrifice the shouts of joy, and I will sing and make music to the Lord. And he means that literally. I mean, he sang his song and sang his praise to the God, and uh-huh. um, you know, danced and and whatnot, and got in trouble and all sorts of things. <laughs> but but I, I I believe this is the kind of joy that God 
wants from us. I mean, to, mm. to really have the joy in God's presence. Mm. What you said, I thought was so insightful. You know, you talked about being protected, but then you nuance that really beautifully by talking about where the thing we are protected in is our belonging to God. Mm-hmm. In other words, obviously at some point, you know, David's life ends. And in fact, David had lots of troubles, even as he was following God. We know many of the ups and downs of his life because they're recorded for us. But the thing, the thing that really, in some sense, is our deepest protection is this belonging yes. uh, to God. And yeah, obviously in our lives, we all know with just a little bit of experience that we're not protected in everything, are we? But that there is always the family of God to return to, that there's always his presence to return to is really, yeah, that that is a sense of protection. I love that, Amy. Yeah. I Maybe just building on that, I wanted to return to verse 10, which is just, I think, kind of incredible. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And it just strikes me that it's, it takes a lot of, you have to violate a lot of boundaries and there has to be a lot of unhealth for your mm-hmm. father and mother to forsake you in in a, let's say in a normal parenting relationship i know there's all kinds of complexities in our world but in a normal kind of loving parental relationship you have to go a long way before parents will start forsaking right and for david to just say even if that happens i know that the the lord's love picks up sort of where my parents leaves off and carries on mm-hmm. what a what a just remarkable thing i think it goes to this idea of uh, we are protected in our belonging because god's love is so expansive Right. And so secure. Right. You know, before I really got back into my faith, when I would hear people mm-hmm. say, you know, I found God, you know, or yeah. something happened and I found God, it didn't really have as much meaning to me as it does now. Sure. You know, and, and, and this is a perfect, I mean, people can go through just horrific things in their life and, you know, father and mother relationships. I mean, though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. And they, they, they turn to him and they find comfort there. And and I can see why I can see why now. Yeah. It's amazing how our perspective can be transformed as Mm -hmm. we, as we experience God's presence ourselves. Right. That's right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Amy, let's let's turn to our third question, which is simply this. How does this psalm help us to pray? Hmm. Well, for for me personally, I, yeah. I think I think and this is something that I is is new to me, I'll be honest there. But just sure. taking time in the morning, sitting quietly, and praying, sit, wait for the Lord. Pray, Mm. you know, pray, see what he has to say about my day, my week, you know, my current situation, whatever is happening, you know, that particular day, that particular time in my life, whatever is going on and Mm -hmm. really, and being quiet and silent Mm -hmm. and, and waiting, you know, we're coming off of a, you know, a beautiful Easter Easter week and, you know, I'm still feeling it. <laughs> so, hmm. so it's, it's, yeah, it's good. I mean, that's for me, that's what, that's what, how I see this, this psalm helping me pray. I hadn't made the link between kind of the waiting 
note that the psalm ends on Mm -hmm. and yeah silence and kind of waiting to hear god that's kind of a, a beautiful landing place of the psalm i was struck by how much of this psalm feels like a kind of preaching to yourself if this makes sense maybe i can unpack this a little bit more i sometimes think you know kevin will talk about martin luther who said that each morning he wakes up and looks in the mirror and says i am baptized you know to remind himself of who he is and that that's a kind of preaching to yourself right reminding Uh yourself of the truest thing and as i looked at this psalm there was so much future tense is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. He, meaning God, will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Over and over, there is this kind of anticipation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the Psalms seem to look back. They look back on what God has done and they celebrate that. And this Psalm really seems to look forward to a reality that isn't fully realized But there's almost a sense, I mean, I don't know, you know, you can almost imagine sort of battle lines being drawn and the the psalmist reminding himself of this over and over, right? This is, this is because of who God is and because my relationship with God, what, what it will look like. And I just thought, you know, sometimes in prayer, I need to pray like that. Sometimes I need to have space to ask my questions. Sometimes I need to be silent, but sometimes I also have to remind myself of the future reality. In other words, I, you know, you've said a couple times or mentioned kind of God's desire for us to experience joy. Mm -hmm. Like, I wonder what it would look like for me to pray something like, you know, because of God, I will know joy. Because of God, I will not fear. And even if these things aren't true in the deepest sense of me in that moment, there's a kind of preaching to myself, reminding myself because of Jesus, because of what he's done, because of who God is, this will be true ultimately. And I was just struck by kind of that way of framing prayer that I thought the psalm invited me into as I pray with it. And then it's just interesting that, you know, verse 14 ends with this waiting note. Mm -hmm. Again, I think it ties really beautifully with what you said about we wait in silence. But I think also sometimes waiting is our response to a confident prayer. It's like, I believe these things to be true, Lord, and now I wait for them to be true. You know what I mean? You will make all things right. In the meantime, I wait for that. And I encourage myself to be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Oh, that's beautiful. I just learned, I just, I'm going to add that tomorrow morning when I pray quietly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Well, and it's even, I just realized it's actually kind of explicit. There's even this part in verse eight where he says, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Like literally he's saying, I I say to myself in some sense, seek his face, seek God's face. (laughs) And, you know, it's like, yeah, we all need, we all need those reminders, don't we? It's sort of like an interesting kind of prayer and prayer is self-talk almost. But the Psalm, this Psalm is a beautiful way, I think, to access some of that. Mm -hmm. Well, Amy, any, any final thoughts? Just one more step forward for me in the learning process. I, I'm excited that you asked me to be here. And, and I mean, honestly, I mean that from my heart. I just think that this is, you know, I just learned so much. And I, I love this psalm. And I can see why it's one of your favorites. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you having this conversation. Uh, listeners, 
I should know that Amy and I have a lot of conversations in the office together and we have a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of fun to sit down and have a conversation like this around Psalm 27. So I'm really grateful for your time and for your wisdom and the the unique way that you are helping us, our listeners and myself hear and pray and learn from Psalm 27. So really, thank you, Amy. Thank you, Matt. Well, friends, let's end on this beautiful, this rich, this lyrical verse four. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Go out and pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm.